When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Big Dave Podcast. Friday morning here on B105, uh, getting ready for the sweet and spicy truth game. And we got, you know, Stat and Grover here. They're going on vacation. We're going into the 4th of July. We got the Taylor Swift show. So the questions are kind of geared towards that this morning a little bit. All right, Ashley, you got the first one. Yes, I do, and it is for you, Dave. All right. Have you ever had a bad firework accident? Like like where I got hurt, I guess. Yeah, or maybe just one Blown like, off flying. a limb. Oh, gosh. Well you, know, well, you know what? I came close. I really came close when we were kids. You know, the uh, my favorite were the, the little tubes you'd light and it'd shoot the army guy up and the parachute would oh, come down. Yeah. You know? yeah. So we had yeah, a few like- of those and we shot them. Of course, that's not good enough for kids. So we wanted to blow up the thing that shot it out of there, <laughs> oh you know, gosh. the tube. <laughs> so we had these black cat firecrackers and I lit one and dropped it in the tube. And when I did, I accidentally knocked the tube over. <gasps> so I picked the tube up real fast oh, oh <laughs> and backed up thinking, all right, and then I felt something burning in my hand. Oh! And I had my hand closed on the black cat firecracker. And I threw it, and it got like a half a foot from my hand and blew up. Oh, I mean, that's close. I can't imagine. If, as as if I'd have had my hand closed, it, I might have lost something. But I Digits. still, I got like a huge burn blister on the inside of my hand. It was oh. terrible, but I was just like, I mean, it was a half a second away from exploding in my closed hand. That would have. I'd probably uh, be looking, waving a, a stub today around yeah, here. Possibly. So, yeah, kids, don't do that. Don't, do that. <laughs> don't chase each other shooting Roman candles at each other or no, bottle no, rockets. Yeah. Oh, God, we did that stupid. too. We were stupid. Stat, uh, what's a great memory you have from childhood of the 4th of July? Well, since we're talking about fireworks, when I was a kid growing up, my dad did not believe in fireworks, thought they were a waste of money, and we weren't allowed to set them off. He was oh, no. poo-poo face, yeah. Well, the 5th of July, we would wait for my dad to go to work, and then my brothers and I get on our bikes, and we'd ride all over the neighborhood looking for fireworks that had like a short wick and didn't go off, or maybe there was something a little left in it, and then we'd go back home, and in the backyard, we'd put matches on the end of a long stick. Because the wicks were so short on the yeah, ones that didn't go they off. They would already kind of went off. Yeah, leave it. And that's how we would light them off in the backyard and then clean up the mess before Dad came home. Wow. That's Stat's version of buying Halloween candy on November 1st. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> Priceless. That's pretty cool, oh, though. I like that. Years. You'd go out and look for the duds. But yeah, find the duds. Yeah. Yeah, that's the story of my life, right? All right, well, the next question is for Grover. All right, what's something you do on vacation that you don't do at home? 
I can name a few things. Oh, First yeah. thing I do is walk into that hotel room and down goes the AC. Oh, yeah. I already paid. It's going to 66. 66? I love it. I sleep. Woo. Oh, it's great. What do you have your thermostat set on at home? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's always up for debate. I live with two women. <laughs> I would like it to be around 70. They want it at 68. 68. Yeah, mm. so we kind of go back and forth. I'm like, why do you make me keep it at 68 in the summer, but in the winter, you want it at 72? Exactly. <laughs> they don't have an answer for they, that. They're not going to. Anyway, yeah. I know I take longer showers than at home. I'm A, I'm on vacation. B, I pay for that damn hot water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it. And three, and this is this is funny. One time my daughter asked me, I know you love mom, but how do you show her? And I started to laugh and I said, I go to the bathroom in the lobby every time we're at a hotel room on vacation. <laughs> what? Etiquette. Yes. yes. You can't be blowing it up in the room. <laughs> I yeah. totally stole this from you because I thought it was genius. I used to turn the shower on if I had to go number two in the in, in the uh, I don't hotel even, room I don't. for my wife. And I was like, yeah, I'm taking Grover's advice for now on. Go to, go the, to the lobby. lobby to poop. I go to the lobby. <laughs> what does the turn in the shower help? Well, how does that help? Just the sound down. The steam might take care of the smell. I don't know. <laughs> I was panicking. Wow. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Anyway, so good. I'm, I'm happy to help. And yes, it, it's it is it's been immensely beneficial for our marriage. Oh, well, good, good, good. <laughs> All right, Ashley. All right. In honor of the Taylor Swift shows this weekend, what is a great concert memory you have, Ashley? Woo! Oh man, concert going full. Okay, so uh, it was my cousin Meredith and I, and we were going to go to a concert. I don't know, we were maybe, well, if I was 21, that means she wasn't, but <laughs> we were young and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, let's get over to Riverbend early. I'm going to guess we were going to see Lil Wayne is my guess. Lollipop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 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 and uh, I'm like, yeah, people are going to be tailgating. It's a huge party. We got to get over there. We get uh, in a, probably a taxi at, at this point and get dropped off. No one is there. No one. No is, one's tailgating. No one. <laughs> what? Nobody. I don't know if the lots were closed. I don't know if they didn't do it for that show. How early did you get there? That could be another factor. Yeah. yeah. 10 a.m. Well, the, they'd be there for Kenny Chesney or, right. or Buffett. Buffett yeah. yeah. We're the only people there. And we have like open container, I'm assuming, or whatever. We're not supposed to have. She's just staring at me, and I'm like, oh, this is my fault. I'm like, well, let's go drink in the woods by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just the two of us, and uh, we turned it into a good That's time. Right. You have a good memory about yeah. it. Gosh, yeah. I, exactly. I, I'm going to have to ask her. I mean, she's got to remember that. I was like, I felt terrible, though. I'm like, we're going to have so much fun. It's a party. It was just us two in the woods. Lemons oh. and a lemonade. There's your great example of <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly. Obviously, neither one had ever seen a horror movie before. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> that's that all worked out for the best. Yeah. Yeah. The booze was more important than a kill. <laughs> More of the Big Dave Podcast. B105. It's Who Was Right Last Night. You're right. On B105. You know what? You're right. Okay, hopping into our Who Was Right Last Night courtroom this morning, we welcome Jason. Good morning, Jason. Hey, good morning, everybody. All right, so you and your wife, Cora, you guys have fallen victim to this news story that started going around this week about the pros and cons of refrigerating ketchup. And this is what's making news in our society right now, whether or not you should refrigerate this particular condiment. And what in the world happened here? Uh, so, all right, first off, let me just say that we do refrigerate it, right? That's, that's kind of been the, how we've been operating since the day one of the marriage, right? Okay. But growing up, I did not refrigerate it. And so I, 
I casually mentioned, hey, I think some people in this article are right. Like, you don't always need to refrigerate it. And you might have think I kicked a puppy. She looked at me <laughs> with just, like, utter disgust. She was like, you know, like, no, it says on the bottle. You got to put it in the fridge once it's open. You don't know how it's going to get bacteria. It's going to grow mold. And I'm like, no, it's not. I, we did this for years. For years, my whole childhood. No problems, no issues. When you go to a restaurant, like a burger place or something, and they yeah. have the, the bottles of ketchup, they've got the yellow mustard bottle and the red ketchup bottle, they're just sitting there right on, on the, the table. table. And yeah, I yeah that's like, what I said. I have, like, haunts of, like, uh, outwork that I'd have to do at the restaurant, like marrying ketchups. Like, you'd have to marry them if one yeah. bottle was a little low. Okay, so when And then you, they would just stay out. When you did that, did you refrigerate them for the night or what? No. They sat in, like, a caddy back on a counter. I guess there's a lot of preservatives mm -hmm. in there. Well, sure. So, I'm, Cora wants to continue yeah. to refrigerate the ketchup. Yeah, yeah. She, oh, dude. There, there is no putting in the I tried it. I tried it afterward because we were having some hot dogs last night. And I just put it in. I, I cleaned the kitchen. I put it in the cabinet. She comes in the bedroom a few hours later holding the bottle. What's this? Why wasn't this in the fridge? You're like, it's the ketchup, honey. What's funny? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this fight lasted five hours, guys. Like, this, you know, like, and it wasn't like a fight fight. You know, she's yeah. not leaving me over it. But this argument, this is, it lasted like five hours. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. This is going to last the duration of your marriage. It might have only been five hours. Yeah. It's going to come back around to haunt you. It'll last until the ketchup expires, which we don't know when that is. Well, now no. I'm concerned. All right. So mm -hmm. the one thing I just dawned on me. Okay. So I wonder if... If you buy a bottle of ketchup, say at Kroger, and you take it home and you don't refrigerate it because it's not being refrigerated at Kroger, okay? If you open it up and never refrigerate it, is it fine? But is if once you refrigerate it, you got to keep refrigerating it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I so, think that's what the bottle says. I don't know. I mean, I, okay. Jason, do you have a closing argument here? I, I just think here's, here's what I know. I know that my mom never put it in the fridge. I grew up just fine with unrefrigerated ketchup. You go to the restaurant, it's on the counter. You go to the gas station, it's on the counter. Like, you know, it, there's, a, there's a whole world out there where, where that ketchup is not refrigerated. <laughs> and so I'm just saying in my house, yeah. maybe uh -huh. it doesn't have to go in. Yeah, like you're talking like at Speedway when you get the dog, it's, it's got the <laughs> pot there. But they've also got mustard <laughs> next to it. True. So let's go to jury member number one, Statman. Uh Dude, my name is Jason also, and I want to agree with you, but I, I'm not going to. I'm going Team Cora. I'm the weirdo that puts out a bowl of ice and puts the condiments in the ice oh. when there's like a picnic outside. I don't know. Maybe I just like cold ketchup. Yeah, but and your hot, on your hot fry. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm Team Cora. Sorry, man. I'm going against our namesake. Okay. Uh, Ashley. I come from a big ketchup family, like huge, and we keep our ketchup in the fridge. And I met my husband who doesn't eat ketchup at all. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you are an outsider. That's just so you could get all the ketchup all in the of house it. now. The ketchup <laughs> goes in the fridge. Team Cora. I'm going to go with you, Team Jason, because I'm starting to see, even yeah. though Heinz actually the other day tweeted, Heinz, this is what they put out. FYI, ketchup, period, goes, period, in, period, the, period, fridge. 
Triple exclamation point. <laughs> I, but I'm looking at it, yeah. and, and the, I can't get away from I'm at a burger joint, and the freaking red bottle and yep, yellow bottles, yep, the right squeeze there. things are right there, and they're never refrigerated. And so I'm thinking I've lived a life as a lie about <laughs> condiments here at this point. So I'm going you, but let's see, 749-B105 through the B105 app, what they have to say here, okay? Sounds good to me. Hey, best of luck with the cookout this weekend. Appreciate it. More of the Big Dave Podcast. B105, the Big Dave Show, who was right last night. There is a huge debate going on in America right now over ketchup, uh, where some people say refrigerate it. Some people say just leave it out. You don't need to refrigerate it. And Jason called in. Him and his wife, Cora, are going at it about this. Uh, she says refrigerate it. He says, no, we didn't do it as a child. We always left it out. It was fine. We cited two to one with Cora here, but there's plenty of other people that want to comment. Ashley from Harrison is Team Jason. Why is that? To be fair, I don't eat ketchup all the time, but um, I think that if you refrigerate it, then you should keep it refrigerated. However, typically in my household, we keep it in the cabinet. And never refrigerate. That's what I was saying. I think once you refrigerate it, you got to keep it refrigerated, yep. but maybe it's okay mm -hmm. if you never do. So, okay, gotcha. Thank you, Ashley. Appreciate it. Thank you. Sue from New Richmond is Team Jason. Why is that? I was just saying, growing up, the only condiments that went into the refrigerator was mayonnaise and salad dressings or that kind of thing that were mayonnaise-based. Mm -hmm. Everything else was in the pantry, and we didn't die. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah huh. she's living yeah. proof. Well, huh. I, and, and you know, this whole thing's got me rethinking mustard now, too. Should I just leave it out and never refrigerate it? I mean, why, you know? We never did. I have read that anything that's vinegar-based doesn't need to be refrigerated because the vinegar is a preservative. Well, that's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you very oh. much, Sue. Appreciate it. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Tammy from Cincinnati says she buys Heinz and never refrigerates it. Never. Nowhere on the bottle does it say to refrigerate after opening. Oh. Really? Yeah. I don't like cold ketchup, and I've read the bottle over and over, and nowhere does it say that. But what about catsup? Remember, what in the world is up with that? What's the difference? Some bottles yeah, say catsup yeah. and ketchup. I mean, I think it's the same thing, right? I think, but I don't know. I just, like I said, I always buy Heinz and never put it in the refrigerator. Well, when I worked at Burger King, we used to have that, you know, the giant pump where you pump it into the little paper cups. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the night, we'd have to take that and put it in the fridge. But then at the beginning of the morning, they'd set it out and it was there all day. Huh. huh. I don't know. Uh, I'm perplexed. It is, it is. It's absolutely perplexing. Thank you very much, Tammy. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye. Brenda's weighed in on the B105 app. I, too, grew up without refrigerated ketchup. My other half insists on refrigerating. I still can't get used to cold ketchup on my hot French fries. What? But then I'm like, well, what about when you're dipping it into a Frosty? That's cold. Oh, it's a yeah. difference. Oh, yeah, that's a difference. Uh, <laughs> I think Angela's take is pretty awesome, too. She says, ketchup goes in the fridge, mustard goes in the garbage. Hey, I, <laughs> I am not going to sit here and listen to you, Angela. Bad mouth mustard. You know how I feel about mustard. More of the Big Dave Podcast. A Taylor Swift show or Reds game, getting ready for just a busy weekend in the tri-state. But we can never forget that on Friday mornings, we like to find out other options for your entertainment dollar. And that's the Big Bone Lake double drive-in. Let's see what's going on out there this weekend. Thank you and good day, friends. Thank you for calling the Big Bone Lake double drive-in. 
where this weekend we invite you to come dressed as your favorite era of the Big Bone Lick Double Drive-In. Choose from the Drunken Era, (laughs) Vagrant Era, Parole Violator Era, (laughs) Cheated with My Neighbor's Husband Era, (laughs) and Missed the Last Six Months of Child Support Era. (laughs) Good Lord. Speaking of Swifties... It's a Taylor Swift weekend here, so screen one, right now running. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. They had tickets to the show at Paycor Stadium and left their home in Westchester five hours before showtime. But the combination of cars for the concert... The long holiday weekend and general morons driving so slow they're almost going backwards caused them to come to a complete stop somewhere before the Norwood lateral. The minutes ticked away and turned into hours as they crept along. And somewhere around 7 o'clock, they were almost to the second street exit. But things weren't looking good. And soon the glitter they'd applied to their faces for the show was being washed away by the tears of realizing they weren't getting there on time. The title of this flick says it all because they are never, ever, ever getting out of traffic. (laughs) Three, two, right now running. All right. Here's another flick about a Swifty who scraped up enough money to get a ticket to the concert. But when she saw what the prices for merchandise and souvenirs would be, she had to scramble to come up with an idea on how to get flushed with some new funds. So she decided she could make a quick buck by selling the gift of life from her body. She went to the Red Cross, and after a brief exam, denied to donate. Then to Hawksworth, also denied. Soon, every place in town told her that what was pumping through her veins wasn't welcome. Mm. Woo-wee! Doggies! She wasn't after the juice and cookies. Just the blue crew neck. <laughs> Don't miss this Swifty getting denied to donate all over town, cuz. Baby, now you got bad blood. Oh, no. Thank you for oh, calling the Big Bone Lick Double Drive in, where we always say, Here we go. Come as you are, but stay in your car. car. I think the Swifties will be good to stay away from there. Today. More of the Big Dave Podcast. Fort Mitchell. B105, the Big Dave Show. Short-term memory game. We got Adam from Eastgate here with us. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. All right. Did you hear our Friday morning call to the Big Bone Lake Double Drive-In? I did. 
All right, well, what's showing? So I got to go into my notes. I had to run down. Oh, okay. <laughs> you need to say, by the way, since it's Taylor Swift weekend there, you got to sing it, too. <laughs> oh, they are never, ever, ever gain out of traffic. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Perfect. All <right>. And? <laughs> and then, uh, baby, now we, now you've got bad blood. <laughs> 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 Good for you, man. That was awesome. Way to go. Hey, you'll be singing Brantley Gilbert next because you just got a pair of tickets to see him with Nickelback at Riverbend Music Center on September 30th. That'll be great. My daughter was just arguing with uh, her stepmom about who would go. Oh, snap. Well, you got a decision to make, don't you? <laughs> I do. Yep. Have a great weekend, brother, and thanks for listening to B105. Thank you. Big Dave Show. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. We live here. We work here. Get your country off. B105. More of the Big Dave Podcast. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. B105, the Big Dave Show, and that's what uh, every Uber driver in Cincinnati is going to be singing tonight. We're in the money. Yeah, you are. <laughs> because, uh, man, it's like Black Friday for a couple of days for Uber drivers. And we have a good friend of ours listens to the show and always calls in and talks about Uber stuff. It's Dustin Peters with us. Good morning, Dustin. Good morning. You will be working the concerts tonight and tomorrow night at Paycor Stadium. I'll be working tonight and then tomorrow night after the FC game. Oh, oh, that's right. You're a huge FC fan, so you priorities. Yeah, I will be at that game against uh, New England tomorrow night. Dustin, what do you think the surge will be? Does uh, Uber still do that where they like kind of spike the prices? They do. I, I really can't say what it's going to tap out at tonight. Um, I know we do have drivers coming down from uh, Louis, well, up from Louisville, down from Columbus, and over from Indy. Now, is there any sort of rivalry with these out-of-towner Ubers, with the, you know, you Cincinnati Uber drivers? I would say not really. Um, we're all out here to earn money, and we go down to Louisville for the Derby all the time. So Makes sense. Oh, There's yeah. going to be plenty of work, I think, for everybody. Do you have a goal in mind of what you're trying to make? Like, once you make that amount, you're like, okay, I hit it. I'm going to go home now. Usually on big concerts like this is my normal uh, St. Patrick's Day. It would be like $500. Yes. Same as New Year's Eve. So uh, what do you expect the uh, Swifties to be tipping? You're, are you feeling like they're going to tip better than normal concert goers or less? What's your feeling? I always just tell people to treat your drivers right. Um, you know, most drivers are out here to make money. Um, that's all I can say. I don't know. You, you know, the average tip, you know, is usually about five bucks for every ride. Usually. Five bucks. Yeah, I find myself doing that, uh, just hitting the five, like when it comes up in the app. But something that I do, it's probably frowned upon, but... Like, in the moment, I don't tip immediately as soon as I get out of the car. It's always, like, the next morning. Do you see, like, an overflow of money, like, the next day? I do. There's sometimes I'll see it come in next day or two. It really depends when the person reopens their Uber app. Uh -huh. And they're like, oh, yeah, I did take that ride. And then, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I was in that car. Let me tip real quick. That was Ashley in Texas. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, oh. we Ubered back to the hotel? I don't even remember. <laughs> hey, we got there safely. Uh, yeah, when got, Dave lost his phone. Uber driver yeah. Dustin Peters here with us. And, uh, Dustin, you sent me this graphic about all the places around Paycor Stadium tonight. So where are the pickups and drop-offs going to be if you're taking an Uber to the show? So if you're at the stadium down there, um, uh, so to the west of Paycor, there is a uh, hilltop concrete. 
It's their North parking lot is where the Paycor stadium people will be directed to go get picked up at. Now, if you're throughout the town, they have like designated pickup areas. Uh, so make sure you're getting straight to that part on your phone where it tells you to meet your driver. Gotcha. And Dustin, I think we're going to give you some initiative here, like as a correspondent for us. If there's anything that that's wild or crazy, you've got to report back to us next week. We need to know. I will. Do you have anything like that you're going to like be providing in your car for these Swifties? Do you have any friendship bracelets to hand them or anything? I don't. Um, usually I have like light refreshments in my car, like small bottles of water, um, you know, just snacks. So. That's nice of you, though. And I have chargers, too. So if your phone's dead at the end of the night in my car... You're getting charged. Oh, that's great. Oh, okay. All right. Well, our Uber driver, Dustin Peters. and Hey, is there an upcharge if my Taylor Swift bracelet breaks and the beads fall into the seats of your car? I mean, is there going to be an upcharge or a fee? I'm personally mean, no, because those are easy to clean up. Now, if you throw up, that could be a different story. <laughs> All right. Dustin, best of luck, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. Be safe. More of the Big Dave Podcast. B105, The Big Dave Show. Uh, we got Hannah from Taylor Mill here with us who heard me talking about almost uh, losing a couple of fingers when I had a black cat firecracker in my hand without knowing it. And uh, you want to share a bad firework story with us, too. I do. I do. So it was in 2008. I was 16, and we were at a neighborhood firework show. Um, and two eight-inch mortars went up and ricocheted off of each other. And then the one went behind the neighbor's house and exploded. The other one shot down, grazed my neighbor in the forehead and forearm, shot over to me, and I was sitting on the ground. And it wedged in between my butt and the ground. And when it exploded, it threw me three feet in the air. What? They found me wrapped around. Yep. Found me wrapped around the telephone pole on fire. I was air cared from Pioneer Park to Children's. And then when I was at Children's, they finally got me stabilized. Um, they took me over to Shriners, where I spent two weeks in their ICU. I had nine surgeries, two skin grafts. So, yeah. I, I can't I even. Lost this, my leg. <laughs> this story is insane. Wow. That's like a Disney World yeah. firework, man. That must have been huge. Well, so it, yeah, it was. The doctor that children said that if it would have landed anywhere else, it would have killed me. Holy cow. Well, it's basically a bomb. It's yeah. one of those big things that's supposed to go off in the sky. And it exploded right under you. Correct. The doctor said that this is something you would see in Afghanistan or Iraq. And ironically enough, at the time, my older brother was deployed to Afghanistan. Wow. Whoa. How old were you when this happened? I was 16, summer before senior year. Wow. Poor thing. All I'm right, glad well, you, you know, got all those surgeries and are hopefully, you know, doing okay today. Yeah, I still don't like fireworks. Yeah, I bet yeah. you don't. You probably have to wear one of those thunder jackets, don't you? Uh, no, not anymore. I can tolerate fireworks to an extent. I just can't do the silver salute. They give me some major PSD. Yes, yeah. Well, uh, ha have a safe and happy fourth, Hannah. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you, guys. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Always keep a safe distance Whoa. and, uh, you know, going into this weekend, just know safety first when it comes to letting off the booms. It's 851. More of the Big Dave Podcast. B105, the Big Dave Show. Something pretty cool coming up next month, and uh, it's coming up on July 20th. 
It involves, well, they were the artists formerly known as St. Joseph Orphanage. They're now called New Path Child and Family Solutions. From there, Trisha Mullins joins us. Good morning, Trisha. Good morning. And you guys got something really cool coming up that you wanted to use the airwaves of B105 <laughs> to spread the word about. Yes. So we're really excited. Our wonderful lead board made up of young professionals representing local businesses throughout Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky are hosting the first Top Golf outing from 1 to 4 p.m. on July 20th in Westchester. Oh, you can't say it like that. You got to say from 1 to 4. <laughs> <laughs> I love Top Golf. So much fun. I know so many like my kids go out there for birthday parties all the time oh, when, they're, man, it's when their friends have them and it's just a very hip place to go to. Absolutely. We're really excited. You know, it's a Thursday afternoon. We have several sponsorship opportunities as well as some individual tickets, all that include gameplay, food, and open bar. It's just going to be a great way to network, host a team building event, or even just cut out of work early to hang out with your friends and colleagues, all for a great cause. Well, if you have an open bar, I mean, Ashley won't be yelling four. She'll be yelling more. <laughs> just one more. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about what New Path Child and Family Solutions does. You know, our agency ignites hope and changes futures by providing solutions for youth that are struggling with mental and behavioral health issues as a result of trauma. Year over year, we positively impact nearly 11,000 lives through a variety of therapeutic interventions, all of which is helping kids as they are going through hard times. Yeah, and I've gotten to meet some of these kids. I did a career day with you guys. It's just a really great organization, really good what you guys are doing. Honestly, we would love to um, not have to do this work, mm -hmm. um, but we're seeing a huge increase post-COVID. And so now more than ever are these issues critical. And thankfully, we have a wonderful team that are responding to it. But we couldn't do this work without the help of our community, volunteers, and donors. Give us a victory story of one of the kids that went through the New Path Child and Family Solutions Services and came out a winner. Oh, my gosh. I have so many. I think some of my favorite ones, um, just a few weeks ago, we had three high schoolers graduating from our high school. Watching the family sit there and look at their children who they maybe thought would never finish their high school education getting their diploma, the emotions in the room, but even more importantly, many of those kids go off to either college or a trade school and seeing that impact. Last year, we had so many kids graduate from college, a dream and a reality that they thought would never come true, and that's truly what we're here for. Aww. Excellent. That's nice. The huge milestone. Yeah, big time. Trisha Mullins with uh, New Path Child and Family Solutions. This is a great event. We want to get it on everybody's radar, whether you would like to become a sponsor for the event and help them out or just come out. Where can they go to find out more information on this? You can visit our website at newpath.org backslash topgolf, or you can email us at development at newpath.org. Excellent. Well, I tell you what, Tricia, thank you very much. It's on July 20th. It's a Thursday. Cut off work early. Let's go swing some clubs, have some drinks, and just do a great thing for a great organization. Does that sound good? Absolutely. Thank you all so much. More of the Big Dave Podcast. What's going on? B105, Big Day Show, uh, the BG Big Bang game for uh, big tickets to see Brantley Gilbert and Nickel back. We got James here with us. Good morning, James. Good morning. All right, are you ready to do this, buddy? Yep. Here we go. Yeah, come on now. All right. What are the lyrics I blew up? Find the keg and fill your cup up. Boom. There you Yay. go, buddy. Nice job. Congratulations. 
Awesome. You've got a pair of tickets to see Brantley Gilbert with Nickelback at Riverbend Music Center on September 30th. We'll see you there. Oh, my God. That's going to be awesome. Nickelback was one of my favorite bands growing up, and I've seen Brantley put on a great show. Oh, it's going to be phenomenal. No doubt about it. More of the Big Dave Podcast. Well, Friday, and that means we have another local Good Vibes winner here. And this one is from Lee Lally from Cleves, Ohio. Lee writes in and says, We finally built our dream home in 2018, and we were so excited. My husband and I could not have children, but the neighborhood had kids everywhere. And hearing laughter on a random day for no reason is so nice. In 2012, this young Girl Scout who lives in the neighborhood was offering free trees because the Girl Scouts were giving them away. Now, I was raised that nothing was free, so I wrote this young lady a card and put money in it. She is now 10, and her name is Zoe, and we've become very close. We've had cooking classes at my house together. We hang out. She has let me meet her brother and sister. Of course, I've talked to and met both of her parents. The special bond between this young girl and myself is immeasurable. Now, Zoe just received an award at her school, and I'm not shocked. All the teachers agreed that she should be the one to receive it. And the teacher said, upon giving Zoe the award, she is a quiet leader, looks to see what the needs are, and is the first to volunteer. Never brags, stays very humble, the first one to get involved, and the last one to stay involved until the job is done. She volunteers with the kindergarten students to help them get logged into their computers, assist in the art room, and make sure every student is always included. No one is left out when it comes to Zoe and they wanted to take a moment to honor Zoe's hard work and leadership in the fifth grade every day and that's what the teacher said at the ceremony that Lee was there for she said she felt nothing but good vibes chills all over her body not just because she knew her but because it just did Uh so she would love for Zoe to be recognized on the B105 Good Vibes segment. That's awesome. I love Here this. we are. It's like a little friendship mm-hmm. was born between her and Zoe in their new neighborhood. So, Lee, we are going to take care of Zoe. Her and her family are going to be getting Jersey Mike's, courtesy of American Homeland Title Agency, Kyler Moore Insurance, and Jersey Mike's Blue Ash. Zoe, keep doing what you're doing, and here's to a lifelong friendship between you and Lee. We love it yeah. b b105 more of the big dave podcast it's the big dave show dad joke of the day on b105 and this morning we've got matt from covington he works in legal operations at fifth third well that sure beats working in illegal <laughs> operations doesn't it matt yes sir oh for sure well give us that dad joke why are there no knock knock jokes about the usa I don't know. Why Why are there there no no knock-knock jokes about the USA? Because freedom always rings. Fourth of July. Hey, did you steal that one from our overnight military guy, Ryan Jacobs? It sounds like something he'd say. Hey, buddy, have a great Fourth of July, and thanks for calling in. All right, have a good day. Thanks for checking out the Big Dave Podcast, B105.com.